This is Kick-Ass News. I'm Ben Mathis. That's the problem with being Indian. We get fat. We're born skinny. That's the real problem. We're born skinny. We're naturally a skinny race of people. And we're born skinny and we stay skinny. We don't have to work hard to be skinny. We could be skinny and eat whatever we want and stay skinny. And then we never go to the gym because we're skinny. We don't need to. And our parents don't encourage you to go to the gym. We're like, Dad, I'm going to go to the gym. What's in the gym? <laughs> they have studies in the gym? No, you're not going to the gym. You stay home and do your studies. <laughs> and because you never tone up, you stay this like really smushy kind of skinny, you know? And you eat whatever you want your entire life. And then at 30, your Indian genes kick in and go, OK, party's over. And then you just that was a clip from comedian Russell Peters' new stand-up special, Russell Peters, Deported, which is now available on Amazon Prime Video. In the special, recorded in front of a sold-out audience in Mumbai's NSCI Stadium, Peters hilariously explores his life as a middle-aged man dealing with health issues, relationships, and fatherhood. And today, Russell joins me on the show to talk about all of that, as well as what it's like performing in India whether he'd consider doing a Bollywood movie, and why growing up in Toronto, he was actually exposed to black culture more than his own Indian heritage. He recalls getting some early mentorship from the late George Carlin, why he may have been the first comedian to hit it big on YouTube, and how he still maintains a sense of intimacy with his audience, even when he's performing in stadiums before tens of thousands of people. Plus, the pitfalls of ethnic jokes, the best Indian food, and a little parenting advice from this father of two. Coming up with comedian Russell Peters in just a moment. Russell Peters is a stand-up comedian, actor, and producer who plays to sold-out crowds around the world. He became the first comedian to get a Netflix stand-up special, was number three on Forbes' list of the world's highest-paid comedians, and I'm sure he loves it when people put that out there to the whole world. And he was recently named as one of Rolling Stone's 50 Best Comics of All Time. Along the way, he also won a Peabody Award and an Emmy for producing Hip Hop Evolution. Now Russell Peters is out with a brand new hour-long stand-up special available on Amazon Prime. It's called Russell Peters Deported. Russell, welcome. Hey, thanks. I was impressed with that intro, and I was like, oh, who is yeah. this guy? <laughs> and I realized it's me. I go, oh, that sounds awfully lie. Li- like, that sounds like a lie. D- does it bug you that it's now out there that you're one of the highest-paid comedians, that like random strangers know how much money you're making? <laughs> I-, I was. I'm not anymore. Yeah. I mean, those are old numbers. Oh, really? <laughs> it's funny because people will be like, wow, $25 million. You have $25 million. I don't have $25 million. I grossed $25 million. Right. People don't understand how it works. If you say <laughs> somebody goes, here's $10 million in this business, you as an artist will walk away maybe with $2.5 million. Well, I mean, yeah, you got all those costs. You got, I'm assuming you got a manager and you an got agent. You got manager, your agent, lawyers. The, the government. Yeah, the government. Everybody, by the California, time, you know. Yeah, by the time you're done, $2.5 million. Shit. Well, you shot this special in Mumbai, and I'm sure it's not your first time there because you got a great reception from the audience. Yeah, I've been uh, Indian for about there? 50 years now. So, for, have, yeah. <laughs> I've been Indian for 50 years. But, I mean, I was born in Canada, but you know. Yeah, do you perform over there a lot? I have done over the past, um, say, uh, uh, 13 or 14 years. Yeah, yeah, I started going there and doing it, and and uh, it's been great. I mean, they've always. I I, I wasn't sure I was ever going to go there. 
Oh, really? I was like, I don't know. I think maybe they're going to be offended. And they're like, nope. They're like, nope, we love it. Give us more. I'm like, I'm into it. Thanks. <laughs> they don't treat Indian Americans differently they call, they than they treat us, Native Indians? They, they call us NRIs. NRIs? Non, non-resident Indians. <laughs> now, I'm curious. Do Indians have a distinct style of comedy that's different from Americans? What is the Indian sense of humor like? Well, I'm the first guy to bring it to them, like the, oh, to yeah? show them what stand-up was. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, this is my 31st year of doing stand-up. Wow. So it didn't exist there. Huh. And I think that's why I got so popular in a lot of the places around the world because I introduced a lot of countries to stand. I obviously mm-hmm. wasn't trying to do that. I wasn't like, yeah. here's what you need to see. <laughs> it just happened to show up at you know at the time where the internet yeah. was starting to catch on, and and all these countries had discovered me first. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I guess your first big big break was like 2004, and I don't know. Is it fair to say that you were one of the first YouTube celebrities, or at Absolutely. least the first YouTube comedian? Right. I was definitely the first YouTube sensation. Really? And that was 2005. Huh. They didn't start until 2005, but the uh, huh. the the uh, the tsunami wave started yeah. in huh. in in mid to late 2004. And then it swelled to what was to YouTube in 2005. Wow. And, and I read somewhere that I guess people would load different clips from your show on YouTube where you tell jokes about different ethnicities. It's like they kind of micro-targeted all these different fan bases for you. Yeah, and it wasn't like, you know, again, none of this was like done, you know, wittingly. Yeah. It was done completely unwittingly. Yeah. I yeah. had no clue. It oh, was you didn't done. realize it was going I on. I didn't realize what was going on. And I thought it was being sent around as, uh, look what this guy said about you. Let's get him. I, that's, oh, yeah? That's the way my brain works <laughs> at all paranoid. times. Like, they're out to get you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, do you ever get ethnic groups that get pissed off or offended when you do impersonations of them? I, I think now you're probably going to get it more than you were before. Right. It's just because the, of the what's hypersensitivity. In the air and yeah. It's, it's oh. a weird time. And, you know, people are mad at me. On, I've had people hit me up about this special saying, um, because my son's mother is half Mexican, half Honduran. Uh-huh. And on the special, I just said that she was Mexican. <laughs> because I'm in India. I, you know how difficult it is to explain, like, Mexican and Honduran. I can say Mexican, they know what that is. I say Honduran, right. they don't know what that is. Right. I right. have to be like, oh, it's in Central America. <laughs> it's between Nicaragua and Guatemala and El Salvador. It's right there. You know, And the, but I don't have time. So for the sake of comedic purposes, right. I just went with one half of her half. Yeah. And, you know, I made the joke that way. And, and because she was Miss Honduras <laughs> in, Miss, in Miss Universe, the Honduran community was mad. Hey, he's calling Mexican. And I'm like, but she is half Mexican. And then the Mexicans are like, what do you mean? She's, what, what do you mean? So your child's Mexican? So that I'm like, you're missing the point of what I'm doing here. Yeah. Like, go watch all my specials yeah. and you'll see that I have nothing against anybody. And yeah. my kid's half Mexican. What do you mean? I'm, I'm not here to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know. It yeah. doesn't make sense what people are doing nowadays. Yeah, I mean, people in Central America and Mexico get very pissed off if you say that they're from the wrong country. <laughs> no, I know, and it's and it's like, it's not even that for me. It's more like, are you missing the point here? Yeah. The point is the joke. Yeah. That's all I was trying yeah. to get to. Yeah. It's all about the joke for me. It has nothing to do with anything. There's no deeper meaning to anything I say. Yeah, and I mean, to Donald Trump, everyone's a Mexican, so. Yeah, I'm a Mexican, <laughs> and I'm Indian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are there other taboos that you maybe shy away from or anything that I, you don't feel comfortable saying these days? I, I don't talk about politics. Really? I don't Because I don't want to pretend I know about it. Huh. I know, you know and it... <clears throat> It's Listen, rare for a celebrity it, it, to do that. That's impressive. Well, for me, because I'm also Canadian, so it doesn't really matter. I, I do uh, I talk about it in my act right now because 
I said, look, I'm, I'm Canadian. I can't even vote in your country anyway. So it, <laughs> you could elect a giraffe and I'd be good with it. I'm like, eh, there yeah. he is, President Giraffe. I don't care. <laughs> because it's not like, I mean, I can't complain about something if I can't be part of the solution. Do comedians in Canada talk much politics? Is there a political humor in Canada? There is. You know, it's not just an American thing. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Yes, of course they do. But again, you know, it's yeah. everywhere else in the world is localized to whatever they're yeah. doing. But I mean, in all fairness, the whole world is laughing yeah. at America right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not in a good way. Not in a good way. Yeah. Now, so your parents are Indian, but you were born and raised in Canada, and now you live in L.A. Right. Do you feel like you have a particular attachment to any of those three? Um. I don't know. I kind of feel like a, a, a like a world citizen, you know. Uh huh. Because wherever I go in the world, I, f- I feel like I fit in. I'm like, yeah. I'm in Singapore. This is good. I like this. <laughs> oh, I'm in India. Oh, this is good. I like this. Yeah. Oh, That's I'm in beautiful. England. You know, wherever I go, I'm always like, yeah, this is fine with me. I feel good yeah. everywhere. Ex- Europe, you know, is always good to me, but I uh, I don't feel really? like I'm part of the fray there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you play a lot of Europe? Play yeah. On the, Germany, sl- on the yeah. last tour, we did Germany. We did uh-huh. Slovenia. Lith- uh, La- uh, Lithuania, huh. all the Anias, um, yeah. Croatia, <laughs> like places I was like, what? By the way. And it was sold out. But weird aside here. You know, I-, I think that the audience will know what I'm talking about when I say if I just close my eyes, mm-hmm. I cannot distinguish you from Seth Rogen. You two have the exact same voice. Is Do it, we sound a- the same? Has anyone said that? No, I've Is that a Canadian that. accent? Well, we Is are both Canadian. Canadian accent or what? Only I don't have the, uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> I like that. You kind of almost like started to go me. into a like 80s Bill Cosby there. <laughs> oh, yeah. 80s Bill Cosby, watch your beverage. Yeah, um. <laughs> exactly. I had someone who told me once that they were on the set of the Cosby show. And at one point, they had, took a long break around two o'clock. And he said, What's the deal with like this long break after lunch? And he said, That's the hour when Bill Cosby teaches Asian models comedy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I knew a that. guy that wrote on that show. I don't. Really? I, I wonder if I. I don't know. I haven't seen him in years, but I'd love to ask him <laughs> questions now. Yeah, I'm sure. Knowing what we know now. God, yeah. So when did you first get into comedy? I started doing it in 89. Really? Um, but I was always a fan of comedy. Yeah? Like, who were the people that you um, looked up to? Uh, George Carlin, uh, Steve yeah. Martin, Don Rickles, Cheech and Chong, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's a good list. It's a pretty solid list. We just I remember, Rickles. you know, I was yeah. thinking about it the other day, and I, was, I realized my first introduction to comedy was listening to it on the radio. Oh, yeah? Really? Sunday Night Funnies. Oh, yeah? Like, would they on, have a lot of bed. American comics on there? Yeah, well, who else are you going to listen to? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, Canada, 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 I'm talking the Canada 70s, has a rich history 70s. of comedy. We do, but we they would all move to Can- uh, to them, to America, and we wouldn't right. know they were Canadian. Like, yeah. you know, finding out so many people were Canadian, you're like, what? Rich yeah. Little's Canadian? Did you know that? <laughs> I did know that. I did. Yeah. I had him on years ago. Really? Yeah, he's great. Sweet yeah, Rich guy. Little, I mean, we had... Uh, um, Half you know, of SNL, pretty much. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Well, SNL was created by a Canadian. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand that George Carlin actually played a pretty big role in your early career. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I was a huge fan, and then I saw him one night. <clears throat> excuse me. In um, in Toronto, it was like must have been '92, the night the Blue Jays clinched the World Series, uh-huh. and everybody was like partying up and down Young Street in Toronto. And I was just a 21, 20, 22 year old punk ass kid. <laughs> Just being a dick, walking around, screaming with everybody else. Woo, we won. <laughs> I didn't even care about baseball. I was just bandwagoning. <laughs> and um, awesome. I'm walking down the street, and I see this old guy with a ponytail walking towards me. And I elbow my friend and go, ah, this guy looks like George Carlin. And I'm just being a dick. And he walks past me and goes, how you doing, George? 
And he goes, how you doing, kid? And I was like, what? That's awesome. Wait, what? And I ran after him like, wait, what are you doing here? He goes, am I not supposed to be here? And I was like, oh, my God. And I completely, the whole punk-ass kid went out the window. I was like, hi, sir, how are you? And I, I, I uh, walked him back to his hotel. I don't think he wanted me to. Um, hey, you got to seize that moment. Yeah, and I get to, you, you know, now thinking back when I was like, are you staying here at the Sutton place? No, I'm staying at a friend's place. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, he probably was staying at the Sutton place, just didn't want me to bother him, you know? Yeah. He's a, he was a very, very nice man, very gracious. I've heard that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I've done the same thing to people now. I'm like, that's oh, cool. I'm, you Pay know, you're forward. gracious to them, but then they're like, are you staying here? Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm staying somewhere else. Because, you know, <laughs> you don't want to have to be a mean to somebody at yeah. some point. Yeah, totally. But I hear that a lot. I hear of a lot of popular comedians now who, when they were very young, approached George Carlin in like a, a comedy club or wherever and would give him their notebook of jokes or ask advice. And he would actually go back to his hotel and take the time to give him some notes and advice, encourage them. Yeah, he was I, great so, like several that. people have said that. Yeah. I told him, I said, Hey, maybe, you know, maybe one day we'll work together. You never know, kid. Maybe we'll. <laughs> and you did, didn't you? I did. I, I heard about you 10 hosted. minutes before he died. 10 minutes, 10 months, sorry. 10 wow. months before he passed away. Wow. What was that like? Uh, he was playing. The, he was getting ready to do his a, new, another HBO special, uh-huh. and uh, so he was doing some warm up sets. And he had just had yeah. uh, a quadruple bypass. Wow! So he, the comedy uh, Hermosa Beach, the Comedy Magic Club out there. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they knew how much place. I love Carlin. They were yeah. like, "Hey, Carlin's coming in this week, and he's working on his new stuff." And I go, "Oh my god! Wow! Um, who's hosting?" They go, "So and so." I go, "Damn it! You want to be on the show?" I go, "Yeah, but can I, I want to host?" No problem. We'll move them off and we'll let you host. Oh, that's awesome. So they let me host. And when I introduced him, my chin started quivering. And I thought I was going to cry while I was introducing him. <laughs> Shit. That was a pretty good moment. And then he shakes my hand and goes, you're making me look bad, kid. <laughs> that's amazing. He was awesome. Yeah, he was a god. Wow. And Rickles, are you, do you consider yourself sort of an insult comic, too? Uh, I know you do a lot of crowd work for, I do a lot of for crowd such work. big venues. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I like to mess around with people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't like to, I don't want you know, my, my, my goal is to make you see what you're saying is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never to hurt your feelings. And, you know, Rickles even told me that a long time ago. He was like, hey, kid, uh, don't hurt feelings up there, all right? Uh, <laughs> and don't use Fs and Ss. <laughs> <I'm> like, Ss? <laughs> when did Ss become a bad word? Yeah. He's amazing. He was I, amazing. I, I, I saw him a couple of times. I saw him right before he died. And. You know, the guy was in a wheelchair and wasn't doing so hot, but he he was doing these uh like these interview shows with Regis Philbin interviewing him and showing clips and stuff. But yep. like when it came to Q and A, he still had it. Oh, he yeah. would like have you know zingers I, at the ready. On YouTube I go and watch um old Rickles interviews. hmm Yeah. Like him on Carson in the seventies. Oh, yeah. Or him on Dick Cavett or something. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever, it's, whatever I can find him on, I watch him, and he was just so funny. Yeah. Oh, he was brilliant. I, I wonder how he would play now. Like everyone seems so sensitive, and but <clears throat> but anyone who knew him knows that Rickles was the kindest, most open-minded, well, that's woke the thing. guy I think, in the world. I think I think people get it misunderstood. They they mistake your words. Yeah. Uh, for for who you are. Yeah. And you'll find the 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 more. The more people speak about certain things, the more they're not against these things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, yeah. there's a reason they're speaking about them. Yeah. I would just mention that you do these huge venues now. Uh, you're playing arenas all over the world. What is the biggest one that you've ever done? The biggest venue? How many people? Um, 
if it's just for my show, yeah. it, like eighteen thousand. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It takes a very special kind of skill and a hell of a lot of balls to play a venue like that, I have to think. I mean, what's the secret to translating such an intimate art form to a crowd of like 18,000 people? Well, for me, I um, I came up in the clubs. Mm-hmm. So I always want to try to create a club type af- atmosphere. Yeah. I'm doing these big venues not because I'm like, I must do these big <laughs> venues. It was out of necessity, out of demand. That's why uh-huh. I was doing them. Um. That's what I was doing, but I also wanted, you know, I wanted people to feel like they were part of the show, like they were there. Mm-hmm. I don't want you sitting in the back going, eh. Yeah. I was in the back. I don't know. Yeah. I want you to be in the back going, I want, I had the same experience as the guy in the front. Yeah. So what I do is I have <laughs> cameramen on stage with me. Okay. And if I talk <laughs> to you in the audience, you are now on the screen. Okay. So the, the so audience in, in the, the back, back row is clued in. Huh? Yeah. For me, it's yeah. all about inclusion. You yeah. want to make it inclusive and cohesive so yeah i want you in the back to be able to see the guy i'm talking to and i will yeah. repeat his answers because you already know what i look like <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah i mean that's hard to do there are very few people who do what you do at this point well th- no there's not now there's a ton of them i mean really Seb- like well, that big like oh, arenas Se- sebastian maniscalco's killing it yeah, yeah joe rogan's out there doing these arenas is he doing arenas oh now? my god yeah no kidding. two nights huh. in a row you know I mean, do you ever? These guys do it very differently than I do. Like really? a lot of them do it in the round. I don't like it in the round. Oh no, why not? Um, I don't like people behind me. Yeah, that's kind of a creepy feeling. You know what I mean? Like I got, <laughs> I feel like I'm ignoring you. Like, oh hey, I'm yeah. sorry. What did you? Uh, yeah. You know, and I like yeah. to talk to the crowd. I can't talk to the crowd if they're behind me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you ever go out there and do, they're just nights when it's just not happening, just because it's such a big venue and there's so many people and no. like you you never have that. Well, I guess they're no. paying to see you. So <clears throat> no, they're already there to see anymore. you. You know, mm-hmm. and that's half the battle yeah. mentally. Yeah. Um, you have those nights when sometimes in clubs. Yeah. Uh, do you still I'm, do clubs now? Absolutely. I just did. I just did 18 shows in Florida. Okay. Uh, over the past 18 days, matter of fact. <laughs> Um, uh, and all clubs, Miami really? Improv, West Palm Beach Improv, Orlando Improv, uh-huh. Tampa Improv. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and then I'll be back with more when we come back in just a minute. Folks, I've been a small business owner for years, and if you're like me, you know there's a certain paradox to working for yourself. The more money you make, the more of a drag it can be thanks to all the paperwork that comes with it. Chasing down clients to get what you're owed, then making payments to employees and vendors, and finally having to account for every dollar that goes in and out. It's exhausting, and worse, it eats into your quality of life. That's why I'm a big fan of WAVE. WAVE helps freelancers, consultants, and small business owners make, move, and manage your money, bringing you closer to financial success with accounting, invoicing, payments, and payroll services that are easy to use, secure, and free. As an entrepreneur, you understand the struggle and headache associated with managing your finances. With Wave's free accounting and invoicing services, the daily burden of organizing your finances will be a thing of the past, so you can spend more time doing the things you love. Have employees? Not to worry. Wave's payroll services has you covered, so you can pay them on time and with ease. It's time to ditch the spreadsheets, shoeboxes filled with receipts, and the overall stress of managing your finances so you can start growing your business and get back to doing what matters. 
find out why millions of photographers, graphic designers, consultants, contractors, and small business owners are using WAVE to grow their business. Set your business up for financial success by signing up for your free account today at waveapps.com kick. That's waveapps.com kick. Let me ask you something I love to ask comedians. What's the worst gig you ever had? I don't know. You got so many of those. That, yeah. <laughs> that you can't actually pick one. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could look at it as it was the worst gig, but you can also look at it as it was a great learning experience. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's, sure. There's the worst Anything. gigs because you were off, then there's the worst gig because the audience was trash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to decide, but, yeah, you know, you just have those nights. You'll have nights where yeah. you get off and you're like, what the hell was that? Yeah. And you're like, it was kind of me, it was kind of them. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, they were shitty, but I could have probably been better. Yeah. Um, but they probably still would have been shitty. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I've had Gilbert Gottfried on a few times, and he always says that his dream is that he gets a gig and he shows up there, and then they say, oh, the club burned down or it got flooded and we have to cancel, but here's your check. Do you ever oh, have yeah, nights yeah. like that? I mean, that's like any job, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, goes right back to, to, to school. Mm-hmm. When you're in school, you're like hoping, is it, did school burn down or was there a snow day? Are you from, yeah. uh, where are you from? Oh, no, I'm from Texas. Oh, so we, you don't know what We a snow never day is. got, literally <laughs> never got a snow day, never got an earthquake day. I don't even think we got a hurricane day. Like, I, I always had to go to what school. part of Texas? Outside of Houston, Southwest Houston. I like Texas yeah. a lot. Do you really? I actually, when I moved to America, I'd actually considered moving to Houston. No kidding. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I just liked it. I liked the weather. I liked yeah. the vibe. I like that it's, it's in the so center of the country. <laughs> I loved Whataburger. Whataburger, <laughs> yeah. But that is so annoying. They chop up the onions and the lettuce, and then it gets all over the place. Oh yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, you got to get it without that. You got to get oh, without all the. Yeah, garbage. I don't like lettuce. I don't yeah. like onions on anything. Oh really? <laughs> I, I got acid reflux, so it triggers it, and then also oh, um, it gives you terrible breath. I don't want to talk to people <laughs> with onion breath. Well, I have to ask then: How do you handle Indian food? Very well. Yeah, I love Indian food, but I can't do it very often. Oh, really? I mean, it's I so gotta, oily, and I oh, love yeah. Indian too, but it's so oily, it's so spicy. It's you got to digestive know what to order system and how to order made it. for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your go-to dish? Um, when I go to a restaurant, I order a biryani. Oh, I love but, that. Yeah. So you either get a chicken biryani or a vegetable mm-hmm. biryani, mm-hmm. and then I get a side order of chicken tikka masala. Oh, I love that. Here's the trick. Yeah. You take the chicken tikka masala and you pour it all over your biryani. Huh. Pour the gravy of it all over your okay. biryani. Nice. Even the chicken. Throw the meat in. Whatever yeah. you want to do, and you mix it. Oh my god! Yeah. It's going to ruin your life. I love biryani. Do you do you do it with lamb or chicken or what? I, I, I'll either go chicken or yeah. or vegetable. Oh yeah. I don't like lamb. <laughs> I don't like lamb and goat and all the weird animals. Oh yeah. Goats got too many bones. Yeah, yeah. They're very bony animals. Yeah. Give me yeah. a give me a uh, if you could find a beef one that'd be amazing. Uh, do they do beef? I don't. I don't think my, I mean, do my family beef. does, but oh, really, you know, but go to a restaurant. Good yeah. luck, or pork one. Good luck. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> now you say in the special that I guess your parents didn't really expose you to your Indian culture growing up. Right. Why was that? Uh, it's the type of Indian that we are. We're oh, yeah. we're uh, we're called Anglo Indians. Okay. And Anglo Indians don't exactly have a place in India. Huh. We could be from anywhere in India. There's no region where Anglo Indians are from. Okay. Whereas most Indians are regional. We're, we are this, we are from there. We are this, we are from there. Okay. Anglo Indians can literally be from anywhere in India, and we're products of the British being there. Okay, like literal, like literal ethnic ethnicity. Yeah. Okay. We're and everything. Mixed British okay. and Indian. Oh, interesting. Okay. And uh, but the mixing started in the early 1800s, uh-huh. and uh, 
Anglo Indians ended up starting their own culture mm-hmm. because we weren't accepted by the Indians. Yeah. And we were sort of huh. working for and with the British. Okay. So Anglo Indians' first language is always English. Uh-huh. Um, their customs are a hybrid between English and Indian. Okay. So, like, we have huh. Indian dishes that are strict, like, not strictly Anglo Indian, but very. Uh-huh. If you meet a real Anglo Indian person, they'll know. He'd be like, "What do you eat on Sunday?" That's like, "Oh, you're Anglo Indian. What do you have on Sunday?" And we're like, "Ball curry and yellow rice." I'm like, "You're Anglo Indian. <laughs> what happens at four o'clock every yeah. day? Tea time. Oh my! Oh God. no, kidding. You oh yeah, every day it was growing up. It was wow. tea time at four o'clock huh. every day. Curry shepherd's pie or something like that. almost pretty much. You know, we would eat shepherd's pie though. Oh yeah, That's amazing. and like, uh, and we were also like historically like the entertainers and and artists and really yeah because we weren't we weren't known for being hardworking. you know what i mean (laughs) we weren't like the studious types that were gonna go be doctors and lawyers and stuff (laughs) like that so uh, i'll give you some famous anglo indians who you didn't know were anglo indian okay engelbert humperdinck really yeah his real name's arnold dorsey huh um cliff richard okay remember cliff richard uh Refresh Isn't my memory. It funny yeah. How we don't talk yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. Okay. That's Cliff okay. Richard. Um Myrna Loy, the actress. Myrna Loy. Wow, that's Anglo Indian. That's a big callback far yeah. back. Huh. Russell Peters. Russell Peters. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering with the name. Okay. That yeah. explains it then. And then um you got guys like Ben Kingsley. So to be Anglo Indian, right. your your father the the father must be British and the mother must be Indian, and then the, then the offspring is Anglo Indian. Mm-hmm. Now Ben Kingsley's father is Indian and his mother's British. Interesting. And so he's a huh. Eurasian because the father's yeah. um, side kind of dictates what the culture is going to be. Yeah. Um, huh. And so Ben Kingsley's real name is Krishna. I don't know. Really? So I, I did a movie. I was in, I was in the oh, movie Jungle Book. You were what? In the Jungle, oh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book, the, yeah. The remake. That yeah, that was great. So I met Ben Kingsley at the premiere and I. Yeah. Did I he said, make you call him sir? I, I hear that he's one of those guys who's really well, big on that. I called him sir, but only out of respect, not because uh-huh. he's been knighted. Yeah. I was like, sir, um, I, I go, I go, I winked at him. I go, Krishna. And he's, and he smiled. <laughs> and I go, I go, so um, did you know? And I told him the explanation between the difference between an Anglo Indian and a Eurasian. <laughs> and he stood there and he looked at me and he goes, huh, you never <laughs> stop learning. <laughs> Didn't know that. That's funny. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, I've heard that he's really big into his knighthood to the point that he corrects people. Now, most of the people that I've met, like Richard Branson and, I don't know, Michael Caine, they're, Michael they're totally Caine. casual about it. Yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah. I'm Michael Caine. My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a lot of impressions? I do sometimes. I, yeah, but you know, the thing What's is I do impressions one? of, like, nobody famous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's my neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Have you ever gotten an offer from Bollywood? Would you ever do something like that? No, I don't think that's my world. Yeah. That's not, that's not my reality. It's yeah. not my world. Can't sing and dance? Can't sing and dance. Don't want to sing and dance. <laughs> um, there's billions of people who love that mm-hmm. and would kill to be in it. Mm-hmm. And I say, don't waste it on a guy who doesn't respect it or care about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, waste it on do do Give it to somebody who's gonna. it's going to mean something to. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wonder, did your parents ever encourage you to marry an Indian girl or maybe even arrange marriage? No, that's, that's again, still that's thing. Anglo-Indian yeah. things. That's not our thing. Oh, right, 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 right. That's right. not our deal. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I, you know, I grew up with black guys from about the age of four years old. That's all I'm really? around with black people. So <laughs> in Canada? All my girl, yeah. They have black people in Canada? In Toronto, we do. <laughs> really? Jamaicans, Trinidadians, a bunch of Caribbean people. Huh. So I hung around them because they didn't bully me. Oh, really? Yeah, so I hung around them. Oh, and that's then, interesting. So the first huh. few girls I ended up dating were all black girls. Oh, yeah? My parents were panicking. They were like, 
but uh, what about a white girl? And I'm like, nah, <laughs> they don't even look at me, Dad. Why would I talk to a white girl? So they're more into the Anglo side than the Indian side. <laughs> well, yeah, it seems like they were. And then when yeah. I started dating Indian girls, and mm-hmm. here's the thing, I was engaged to an Indian girl once. Oh, yeah. And this is when I really discovered how different the two cultures were. Like, yeah. yes, I'm Indian. No, I'm not. Huh. And uh, she was a Punjabi Indian girl. Uh-huh. We had the engagement party. And my family came and her family came at this party. And they put on music for my family first. Oh, yeah. Which what was, was the like, there? like rock and roll. Like, yeah. Like, you know, rock and roll all night. And stuff. <laughs> like, a, a, you know, Stones, Bill Haley and yeah. Bill Haley and the Comets and then yeah. Glenn Miller and all that kind of stuff, Glenn like Miller. big band. And <laughs> like, that's the stuff that I grew up listening to, the platters and all yeah. that. And then my side of the family gets up and they're dancing. They're like, they're jiving and they're ballroom dancing. And like my family was big on dancing growing up. So yeah. my, my parents were really good dancers, like <laughs> jive and foxtrot and all that stuff. That was their thing. <laughs> no kidding. So they're playing all this and and my side of the family's having a grand old time dancing. And yeah. I look and all her family's sitting down watching us, like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> yeah, Indians, they know how to dance. They right. Have- no, so then and then my family's like, What's wrong with them? And then <laughs> they put on Indian music. Yeah. And all of her side of the family got up and was having the blast of their life. <laughs> and then my side of the family was sitting down watching them going, what the fuck is wrong with them? <laughs> and I realized, oh, my God, we're Indian and we're brown. Yeah. But culturally, we don't connect like this. Wow. Huh. So it's it's a trippy, it was a trippy thing. And, yeah. you know, obviously we never ended up getting married, not because of that, but mm-hmm. it was kind of one of the moments where I was like, oh, this isn't going to work because yeah. that stuff doesn't ring true to me at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Indian weddings are wild. My my brother actually married an Indian American girl. Her parents from were from India. Yeah, yeah, well, not from Sugarland, from New York. <laughs> oh wow! But her parents Queens. were from India, and she grew up here, but in, very much into her Indian heritage. And I mean, that wedding was like Game of Thrones. There's and like three days long, tattoos right? and horses and a yep. big pyre of fire. People yeah. throwing rose petals into it. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, that was something. When I else. did eventually did get married one time mm-hmm. in my life for 14 months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got married in Vegas with an Elvis impersonator. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I spent 500 bucks on this wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I I have to say, one thing that I learned very quickly is that Indians do not at all believe in the concept of immediate family. After the wedding, I was suddenly getting calls from, like, cousin Ravi Mama and all these people I don't remember. They're like, hey, I'm in town. Let's go out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. If you you give them your number and they don't play the L.A. game of... Of just call, call me and, I, yeah. and I'll be busy. Yeah, I'm telling you. They're like, but but we're related now. Yeah. Like, no, no, not really. Oh, well, you're one of those, are you? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you got, you got, you got. Can't say no. You got to keep it real. <laughs> yeah, literally, my little like white Texas family quintupled in a weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> How would your parents feel about all that? They're cool. Yeah, they're cool. How yeah, did I mean, her they parents were feel about it. They're, you know, I'm it's interesting. Sure, there was a resistance. You know, not that I'm aware of and probably not that anyone knows. They're they're very cool, very open-minded and all that. And, uh, yeah, I were mean, like my upward, parents were cool with it. But, were they an upwardly mobile Indian family? Uh, what do you mean by that? Upper middle class kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, she went to Harvard. So, oh, yeah, my family's yeah. very working, blue-collar working class. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I've always uh, uh, related better to white trash almost. You know what I mean? Like. Huh. When I go by like a redneck town, yeah. although I know they're not looking for me, I, I understand them. I'm like, I know your mindset yeah, because I grew up huh. financially similar to you. Interesting. With that same huh. 
bleak hope. Yeah. There was no hope. There was no glimmer yeah. of hope. There was no future. Huh. And had I not gotten lucky with what I do now, I would possibly be like you. Yeah. So I guess you can kind of relate to what's going on out there in middle America these days, huh? Yeah. I Well, you I don't relate it? to it. I understand it, but I mm -hmm. don't understand their fascination with the guy who's promising them the golden carrot that's not giving them the right. golden carrot. Right. Like, right. how are you not understanding this bait and switch that's happening in front of you? Yeah, that's the thing that drives me crazy because I'm like, if someone played me for a fool and I realized it, mm -hmm. I would be furious. I'd be pissed off at that guy. I wouldn't be just buying in for more. You would be. But, you think so? But, okay, let's say, let's take that, right? Yeah. Now look at it this way. You're, you'd be furious that you got played for a fool, but now I'm the guy standing in front of you going, ha, didn't I tell you so? Now you're mad because yeah. you want, want to spite me. Right, right. So rather than concede right. defeat, you would rather wallow in loss. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, I think, the, what do they call it? The Dunning-Kruger effect, where if you're confronted with facts that go against your beliefs, you actually dig your heels in more. Yeah. So it's I'm an atheist, so it's I, I get it. Are you really? Yeah. So when I talk to religious people, I'm like, I, I, I'm not yeah. going to convince you. <laughs> Have you uh, always been an atheist? How did no, you come I, to that? No, you, you. Well, you're born an atheist. Okay. And right. then somebody <laughs> teaches you to follow these guidelines according to the book that they like. Yeah. Um, whatever, <clears throat> whatever book it is that they've decided is is the answer yeah. to their problems, <laughs> and then they brainwash you into believing it. Yeah, and then you don't question <laughs> it. But I've always been a guy that questioned everything mm -hmm. since since I was a child. Yeah, that really yeah. annoys those people. Oh yeah. <laughs> Were and then I was even as a kid, I was like, but why can't I ask mm -hmm. questions? Mm -hmm. But I just have questions, and mm -hmm. like, and I think that's also where we're at with this next generation. They want us to just accept a lot of things that they're saying. And I'm not opposed to accepting these things, but I have questions. Mm -hmm. Why can't I ask a question? You know what I mean? You want to yeah. be non-binary? That's fine. I have a question. And it, and the reason I have a question is because I want to understand you. Mm -hmm. And the more we understand each other, the more we understand each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah and the more The easier life becomes because you don't have these lingering yeah. questions and you don't have this way of looking at them weird because you, you have a question in your, yeah. in your head and your eyes are looking at them. But... <laughs> They could see that there's a question mark yeah. in your eyes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I respect Judaism. Not Jewish, but I respect Judaism because they kind of encourage that. They encourage debate and asking of questions. There's a whole kind of history and lineage yeah, of that is. sort of thing. It doesn't make it real. It just makes right. it, it just makes it <laughs> yeah. just makes it more accessible. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. any more real than the others. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you actually do a bit in your show where you talk about how you kind of understand how white people have their grievances and are scared out of their minds because mm -hmm. they see what's happening. I mean, there is the, the browning of America going on and you can't stop that. Yeah. You know, that's reality, but some people just don't want to face that reality. Yeah. It's a weird time we're living in, you know, and I definitely yeah. do feel bad for white people because, <laughs> you know, because I, and a lot, and I see it in the comments when mm -hmm. people say things too. Yeah. Um, and it's not really. like on my page, it's like uh, Amazon will post an ad and then huh. I'll see the comments and I'm like, that's what you think without even wow. watching me, huh? That's what you think already? Yeah. Like, oh, great, wow. another non-white guy talking about how bad white people are. I'm like, actually, I'm not, so maybe you should watch the special. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. It's not – It's it's. I, I, I like to be um, the book where you look at the I, – I know what this book's about. You go, no, mm. no, open it up. It's different. Yeah. You know Definitely. Mean? It's a pop-up book. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, before we wrap up here, I want to congratulate you on your son. Uh, I guess, did you have him before or yeah, after the special? Yeah, he's nine months old now. He's, okay. He was um, two months old when I shot the special. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's two months old now. He's wow. nine months. He's... You were doing that special on that little sleep? Well, 
you know, I, I left. I, okay. I, I, I was on tour. It's <laughs> a good strategy. I was on tour. I left him behind, you know. <laughs> when I'm working, I'm working. Yeah. Daddy's got to pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I are actually expecting our first in, I think, three weeks right now. Wow. And all anyone says is, forget about sleep. You'll never no, sleep listen, again. Don't, don't Say goodbye that. to sleep. No, it's kind of getting annoying at this it, point. No, all the can, talk I, can I give sleep. you the real now? Yeah. What are you having? A girl. Do you have a name for her? Uh, Charlotte. That's a great name. Yeah. It was my oh. wife. And what, what what made her name her Charlotte? Is she a big fan of North I don't Carolina? know. She just uh, she just really liked the name. It's and apparently, name. it's inc- it's like the number nine most popular name in America it's, right it's now. A so I was kind of pushed why. back on that. It's but making it's making a comeback. Yeah, I'm, Here's I have what old you're references. Do. I was thinking of like Sex in the City. I'm like people are going to think you named her after Charlotte from Sex in the City. That's but... where you went with it, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're very hetero. <laughs> I guess so. Um, here's what's going to happen. You're yeah. you don't notice. Listen, the yeah. kid's not keeping you up. Because the kid's being a dick, right? Of course, Do you know that what I mean. Means. And it's 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 a baby. People are like when when I had my daughter, my daughter's nine now. But when I had my daughter, like, oh, you're gonna change a diaper? I love to see you change a diaper. I go, oh yeah, I've got. Yeah, that. I'm gonna change a diaper. <laughs> the kid's not shitting itself because it's being a, an asshole. It's right. a kid. It doesn't know anybody. It's just. <laughs> Why doing are you it. ruining my life? Yeah, it's 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 a human being a human. You yeah. know. So and none of these bad things that they're warning you about yeah. are are even. Yeah. They're not even worthwhile to pay attention to. Okay. Good like yeah, oh yeah, you may you may get a night or two where you have some messed up sleep, uh-huh. but that's not going to be a consistent thing. Yeah, it's just not. You're going to work out a system with your wife. Yeah, you're going to be listen, babe. I need to wake up early tomorrow. I need you to on duty with baby tonight. Yeah, and if you know yeah. you're tired, I'll take the slack. It, it you you're yeah. you're in a you're you're in a you're in a you're, you're in a couples where you're in a relationship. Right. You, right, you right. figure these things out. You know? Yeah, and when I think of all the times that I lost sleep. For really stupid reasons, just because yeah. I was getting messed up, and drinking yeah. and partying and yeah. hanging out with people, I'm like, okay, priorities here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not that bad. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, let me just ease your mind. It's <laughs> really you. not that. Thank bad. you, Russell. It's 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 actually it, and you're not gonna fall in love right away. It's just not gonna happen. I, oh, really? Might, that's you interesting. Might, maybe I didn't. That I haven't heard before. I didn't. Not on not on either child. What was the moment? Um, my daughter was different because she was two and a half months early. Mm-hmm. So she was a preemie, so I couldn't even connect with her right away because she was literally the size of my hand, mm-hmm. and she was in an incubator. Mm-hmm. So I would the best I could do is put my finger in and like touch her very, yeah. And I was very scared to touch her because her skin looked so raw and new. I didn't want to yeah. like I didn't know how much salt was in my <laughs> finger. I didn't want to I didn't want to hurt the kid. You yeah. Know? And uh, and then eventually you start caring for the kid, mm-hmm. but my son took me a long time. Really? It took, me long time to, it took me about six months to get really yeah get going with him. Yeah, see, I, I worry that now I may I not connect kid, until know? they can be a smart ass back to me. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, when yeah. I see he has a sense of humor, oh yeah, that's when I that's when we're going to be pals. My daughter has a great yeah. sense of humor, but she won't oh, yeah. show it to everybody. She, if you met her, you'd think she's really quiet and shy, yeah. and she is. Yeah. But she's got a really sharp. She knows what and when to say things. Yeah. It'll be like, <laughs> and just like ding, like wow, you're really. And, but it's not like she's like uh, this obnoxious kid. She's just like, she's aware and she's like, yeah, yeah. there's something I could say right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Russell's hour long stand up special is called Russell Peters Deported. It's now available on Amazon Prime and you can visit russellpeters.com for his upcoming tour dates. Russell, thanks for talking with me. Man. I'm actually very excited for your upcoming baby. Uh, I am too. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I'm not pulling out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. That's great. Thanks one more time to Russell Peters for coming on the show. Russell Peters Deported is now streaming on Amazon Prime. 
Again, keep up with Russell at russellpeters.com or on Twitter at at P. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and rate and review us while you're there. Five-star ratings and detailed reviews are one of the best ways for new listeners to discover the show. You can also follow us on Facebook or on Twitter at at KickAssNewsPod and recommend us to your friends on your social media. For more fun stuff, visit KickAssNews.com and I welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions at comments at kickassnews.com. For now, I'm Ben Mathis, and thanks for listening to Kickass News.